Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. That's good. All right. That's pretty neat. What is that that you have there behind you? That that is so it's a it's folk art. It's called a bird tree. And the artist finds a branch in nature and then each of the birds, this guy looks a little crooked. Um, each of the birds is hand carved and placed on a branch on the tree. So That's beautiful. I think it was um, probably really popular in the 40s, 50s, 60s. So it's a fairly old piece. Um, it's one of my favorites. It really is because they took great care and very meticulous into painting each bird. Yes, each bird is very individual um, and they've got lots of different colors. And they're, um, because it is older, you don't find many of them. You don't find many of them that have this many birds. So no. I well, think it's, it's one of my treasures. Well, I'm glad that we're flying together here on the edge. Brains, let's welcome Brooke Ingram on the edge with April Mahoney. You are here at the spot, the location, the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. We want to thank Brooke first and foremost for being a nurse. Nurses and teachers are my favorite people on the planet. They do not get the respect, honor, and pay that they deserve. Well, I don't know. Nurses are getting paid pretty good right now. <laughs> but, you know, it's not. it doesn't come easy because you're working 12, 14 hours under some tough conditions. We're going to talk about that. But also, she has a gift as an acupuncturist, Chinese herbal medicine, I get acupuncture, so I'm going to talk to her a little bit about that uh, and the technique and why she is moving or also using alternative medicines. But she told me that she could cook a pot of chili brains, so I'm going to ask her about her cooking too. Remember that? That and a whole lot more. Let's welcome her here on the edge. How are you, Brooke Ingram? I am quite well. How about you, April? It's wonderful to be here. I can't complain about anything. I'm going to have a little dinner party tonight with some friends, so I'm excited about that. I haven't entertained in a long time, so I'm looking forward to it. Nice, a little Palm Sunday celebration. Absolutely, absolutely, because I, you know, I believe he lives. I do, I do. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. So... I came to healing through nursing as a second career. I started somewhat unusually, as I've been told, in a, as an engineering major and worked a lot in healthcare. So when I was looking for a new career in my middle, early 40s, landed on nursing. I love the flexibility of being able to work with different kinds of people in different settings. And I guess at the, the bottom of it is being helpful. Um, and yet- To me, that's almost like two polar opposites, engineering and 
nursing, but then maybe not. Well, and that's the response I get from most people. Um, so lots of problem solving in both and critical thinking. And so all those skills that I developed in my engineering background, I can transition into nursing and people are just a lot more interesting than the bricks and mortar construction projects that I was working on. So I get it. I get it. So, and then mathematics, because nurses now, the amount of technology that you use is unbelievable. Technology, um, time management and critical thinking, you, we're not, we don't have the luxury of working with one individual at a time. We're asked to care for three or four or I'm lucky I did not worked in a long-term care kind of a setting, but some nurses are working with 10 or 12 or more patients at a time right. and right. responsible for distributing all of their medications and prioritizing. How do you, it really takes a lot of mental energy to recognize somebody's needs are a priority. When is somebody potentially um, they're they're going to decompensate? Is the the technical word? They're going to their condition is going to turn for the worst, and you have to be looking at the landscape for a lot of different things. You are administering medication. You're communicating back and forth with the doctor. You're dealing with the patient. You're dealing with their family. You're dealing with your own personal situations. Um, it's a lot for a nurse. And then there's 12 to 14 hour shifts. You know, you may work three days, but those are three hard days. And partnership and collabor uh, collaboration among your colleagues. Someone told me, and I mean, maybe not in your situation, but they say that there's bullying in the nursing industry. Have you run across that at all? I've been super fortunate to work Ugh. with excellent nursing teams Ugh. and have had great leadership and nurse managers that really didn't tolerate that. Now, I've heard rumors just like you, um, right. people leave and go to other units and they don't have as positive of an experience. So I, I think that some environments that may be unfortunately a part of the culture, but I consider myself super fortunate. Well, I'm glad, history. I'm really glad because I was so disappointed. That's, you know, that's the last thing I wanna hear is that nurses are picking on one another, but it's a lot. I know uh, I have a, a condominium that I'm renting and I was gonna rent it out to mobile nurses. But what I found is all of them have a comfort animal, a companion animal. And I don't know how they do that. 14 hours a day, you're gone. The dog can't open the door and you're traveling. You're a mobile nurse. So you're somewhere different every 13 weeks. So I said, oh, I, you know, I don't know there. So there's, there's a lot going on. You know, like I said, they pay you a lot of money, but you earn every bit of it. But you are now also incorporating a side gig acupuncture how did yeah. acupuncture find you so running the two kind of in parallel um i started 
seeing an acupuncturist in the early 2000s, I was having a lot of um, coming off of a bad relationship, having a lot of um, just hard time dealing with life and having a lot of low back pain because that was where my I held my stress in my body. So I did the physical therapist, I did the, the doctor, I, I did all the things that they told me to and it it didn't get me where I wanted to go. So somebody said, well, have you considered acupuncture? And I said, I haven't, but maybe I should. And mm -hmm. um, 20 years later, I uh, the, the back pain's long since in the, the background. And um, I find that I sleep better. I, so I continued to go, even though the back pain and, and the things I initially went were, were um, resolved. So sleeping better, um, just coping with the day-to-day -day stresses of life better. Um, and the other thing that was a giant win for me was I was working in the hospital around sick people and I never got sick. I didn't get a cold, I didn't get flus. So my immune system was a lot more robust. And I strongly at this point attribute that to the acupuncture. So what qualifications or what, what do you look for when you are looking for an acupuncturist? I have an acupuncturist. The first one, um, I had a maybe not so pleasant experience. Um, it wasn't I don't know. I think she might have burned too much. Is it called Moxie or Mo Moxa? Moxa. Moxa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there was a little bit too much on that. And I just, it took me two or three days to recover. I, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was really intense. So brains, I, you know, if you are currently under a doctor's care, it's a little disclaimer. I want you to continue with that care, but also know that there are alternatives. Um, you know, uh, Brooke is going to tell us some things that we should look for, some things that we can consider. Um, if there is an adverse effect, you know, everything I have experienced outside of that one time has been very pleasant. You know, uh, my muscles are not tense. I do sleep better. I'm pretty wiped out, though, after the, the treatment. I like to go home and lay, lay down. It's like a good massage. <laughs> you know, you want to go home and let your body uh, adjust. But tell us a little bit about, again, finding a good acupuncturist as well as what is acupuncture for people that don't know? Sure. So I feel like regardless of the kind of practitioner you're going to look, you're looking to bring in to help support your health and wellness goals, that the number one quality we should all be looking for is kindness. Mm. And I am really surprised at the stories that I hear from um, people looking for acupuncture. They'll say, I, I have allergies and I asked my acupuncturist not to burn, not necessarily moxa, but incense. And I was given this like, not my problem kind of expression. And I had another client who said, my acupuncturist left me in the room in pain for a really long time and never came and checked on me. And when I mentioned it to them, I got a kind of like, I, I don't know how to help you um, response. And I was, I was just heartbroken. 
And I don't feel like that is because I'm coming to this with a nursing background. It's because I feel so called to serve and to be of service. And when I don't address the, the concerns of the person in front of me, I'm not being of service. Right. No. And it, that's what we come for. Pain relief, empathy, you know, relaxation. Um, yeah, because ascent, you know, I'm, I'm one for a burn offering all the time. I'm burning sage or an incense or whatever. But those scents have a very keen effect on people. So I, I could get that. And then also being left in pain and then with this, I don't know, you know, that could be difficult. But you're going to find somebody wonderful like you. Tell us how you treat your clients when they lay on your table. So I do like a check-in. Um, I listen and I really want to understand what the person's experiencing and what their health goals are. Just because somebody comes in and says that I have pain, that may actually not be their primary health concern. They may have anxiety or something else. And if I'm not listening and asking good questions, I'm doing a disservice because I'm not really being as helpful as, as I can be. And sometimes people's health issues unfold over time. They'll come in with pain. And then as you get to the second or the third visit, when somebody feels more comfortable and you've built some rapport with them, then they'll open up a little bit more and share a lot of stressors that they're experiencing in their life. Because for me, healing isn't about treating the symptoms, the, the pain or the anxiety. It's about treating what's underlying, what's causing those for to show up in somebody's life. And I, unfortunately these days, a lot of it is around stress. It's stress um, because we're being pulled in so many different directions mm -hmm. because the, de the demands on us in our work setting as well as in our home life are increased. And we don't have a lot of resources to really um, come to those circumstances that cause stress with our, our best self. So we get caught and in that stress, then we just kind of get further depleted and further depleted. We do. And, and you know, now I really see that Westernized medicine is incorporating a lot of Eastern philosophy. Uh, now you can go to your general practitioner and get a referral for acupuncture, get a referral to a chiropractor, get a referral to, you know, um, you know, hypnotherapy where that wasn't the case once before you know where big pharma was running everything either we'll pop a pill or we'll cut it out yeah <laughs> but and now I things are changing health savings accounts people have who have access to a health savings account that was a game changer too because 
acupuncture and, and massage and some of these other complementary um, services are covered by people's health savings accounts. So that makes access, that opens up access. Right. A lot of us as small practitioners, it's challenging to work inside of the insurance networks. Um, they have their own rules. They have their own ideas about how care should be provided. And they don't have good data on acupuncture right. and massage. Right. So, And it varies also from company to company, from state to state, again, or from carrier to carrier. I'm seeing a lot of companies really, and, and individuals, uh, focusing on prevention. And when I went to China, I loved it because they were all about preventing it before it happens. Uh, what we do here in America is we really try to, if we can, restore it, reverse it. You know, um, sometimes the damage is, is irreversible, um, but also just kind of stabilize it and maintain it. People don't do the work, Brooke, for themselves. They expect to come to you. They expect to come to their, you know, gen, uh, your general practitioner uh, or their dentist or whatever, and expect that you have the pixie dust that you're going to turn everything around. Brains, what you have to understand is that you got to do the work. You got to change your lifestyle. I'm a woman of a particular age. I tell you guys all the time: the struggle is real. But I look at my plate now. Actually, I talk to my plate, and I'm like, oh. I don't think I need all you potatoes. Let's put some back. Or maybe let's have meatless Monday. Um, or you know what? Sometimes I don't even overthink it. The hardest part of exercise is putting on your tennis shoes. I just put them on and just go. Or if I'm out and about in town, I make it a point to walk a little bit more. Like, you know, going to a big, big box store. I'll walk around it twice. And then I don't think about the fact that I've exercised um, and de-stressing, finding a quiet place, finding some quiet time, meditation. A lot of times people feel that meditation, you've got to be in a certain position and you've got to, you know, you've got to do your own. No, just being still and being quiet, taking in nature, taking in walks, drinking a lot of water. Are you agreeing with some of these suggestions that I'm giving my brains? I agree with all of them, April, and I also agree that a lot of a lot of people come into the office thinking that they're just going to get fixed, and everybody walks out of my office with some kind of homework, mm -hmm. and maybe it's just sending an alarm clock for some regular routine period on your phone that when it goes off, you just stop for a second. And to start with, all you do is silence the alarm because it's annoying. And over time, you're like, okay, I silenced it. Let me take a breath. Just take one inhalation and one exhalation, and then I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing before. Getting people to interrupt the, the, the chaos and the um, continuity really helps bring some more opportunities for things to be different, for them to see things different, for them to be different and develop those habits 
and be present to themselves in the way that you're speaking of. They, it gives you the ability to, to make better choices. Absolutely. And those choices will spill over into every aspect of your life, your relationship with your partner, how you treat your children, how you treat your pet, <laughs> you know, uh, really thinking about, again, what you put in your body, what you ingest, cigarettes, you know, here, where are you at again? What state are you in? I'm in Maryland. You're in Maryland. Is marijuana legal in Maryland? Yeah, they just passed it last year. Girl, let me tell you about that trickery. You know, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, there was a mystique about it. You know, people were doing it to be rebellious. They were trying to be happy, horny, or hungry. But now there's all these genetically modified strains. I had a woman, a doctor on my show that talked about how people are really getting messed up with marijuana. And these kids, you know, I'll be going down the street, roll down the window and the plume of smoke will come out. And I'm like, really? But now they're also doing, uh, trying to have legislation for hallucinogenics for mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. So, you know, you don't know what to do, but what I tell people to do is just ground yourself, have a conversation with your source, go deep within, you know, figure out what your triggers are, figure out an exercise routine. Just, it doesn't have to be strenuous. I, you know, one day I'll walk, one day I'll ride my bike, another day I'll just go in and do the hula hoop in the backyard. Now that's fun. <laughs> but all these different things, and there's so much going on in the world, you would have thought that COVID would have made people just kind of pump their brakes because it was two years and really think about who they are, what they are, and who they aspire to be. What did you learn during that time, Brooke, when you were in your downtime at COVID? Well, you weren't in a downtime. You were working. Were you working? I was working, and I was also working to start the acupuncture business. I had just mm. finished acupuncture school. And so I was like, I've got this tool, these, these tools to really be able to help people. So how can I get in front of people? How can I make things, make this accessible to people? And I've taken the stance lately that if you don't feel well, I don't want you to cancel your appointment. I want you to come in because I can help you get through whatever you're dealing with faster, whether it's allergies or a cold or the flu. Now, if you're vomiting and you're having like really significant symptoms, then coming into the office probably isn't a good idea because we do want to contain some opportunity to, to share the wealth with the, the other clients. Right. Um, but if there's a way that I can help people get through things faster. And so I was doing a lot of um, acupressure with clients doing virtual visits through the pandemic and um, guided meditations and guided visualizations and breath work and helping with some movement practices. 
because people didn't really know where to start to have right. a different experience. So right. I was like, I'm gonna double down and how can I up level myself and what I have to offer during this period of, of change and transition? Exactly. What do you do for yourself? When you talk about a day of, uh, you know, a day in the life of Brooke Ingram, how do you restore yourself? My go-to these days is earthing. Are you familiar with earthing, April? No, what's earthing? So earthing is the um, is making an actual connection, direct connection with the planet. We pre-industrial revolution were walking around on the ground barefoot, and then okay. even even. Um, at the advent of shoes, shoes had leather soles. So we were still connected to the earth. The earth has an electrical current, a frequency right. That's right. that is that is the same electrical current and frequency that we resonate at. So when I'm feeling I need a recharge, I take my shoes and my socks off and I go out in the grass and I walk around. You know, so that's what it's called. Okay, Perfect. because I know when I feel just overwhelmed and I was getting nauseous, literally getting nauseous from the computer. Brains, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but my eyes would get really heavy. I would feel a queasiness in my stomach. I was really getting ill and I knew that it was, I don't know if it was electromagnetic energy or what it was, but this device was making me sick. So I would go to the beach, I would take my shoes off and I would walk on the sand. And someone told me that it will drain that electromagnetic energy out of your body. And I'm telling you, it worked like magic. Are you a tree hugger? I'm a tree hugger. I have been seen hugging trees out in the yard when I'm walking around barefoot. <laughs> or I'm, I'm more inclined to talk to them. I have a beautiful magnolia tray in the mm. front yard that has um, blooms on it. It's where wow. we're in the midst of spring here. So I go out and I talk to my trees and tell them how beautiful they are. They are and you know what? They resonate to that and they understand it. Just like, you know, pets, they have a frequency. They understand we are all energy. We are all matter. Let me ask you some fun questions about you. For an appliance in the kitchen. Brooke Ingram, what appliance would you be? Oh. So the first thing that came to my mind is I have this little um, juice juicer uh, to squeeze lemon and okay. lime and like citrus fruit juicer. I'm okay. sure you can probably do other juices in it, um, but it's it sort of reminds me that there is life all around us. And so how do we like squeeze the goodness out mm -hmm. of it? Because we sometimes only look at the bad things. People right. who are struggling in their relationships, I tell them, what is like every time you think about this person, think about the thing that you like the best about them, the thing that they're good at and forget about the, the things that you don't like. So it's how do we connect with the, 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 the juice of, <laughs> of life and not focus on 
the things that 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 weigh heavy on our heart. Absolutely. I think I'd be the Vitamix. The Vitamix. <laughs> you, I can do a little bit of everything. I can squeeze, I can mix, I can make it warm, I can blend, you know, good, warm, hot. I love it. The Vitamix. What makes you laugh? Um, I would say like other people laughing. Have you ever done a laugh yoga class? I haven't. I have a, I have a friend who does laughter yoga and every time she says it, I'm like, really? Go, uh, let me tell you, it's not what you think. It is not what you think. I took one. I was exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted because it is like you said, breath work. There's a lot of different rhythms and patterns to the breathing. Your abdomen is really used in your core a lot. And you'd be amazed at how you can just start laughing at absolutely nothing that you think is nothing. And it turns everything around. I was exhausted afterwards. So try it. Okay. That's I good. Because um, that could be a great practice to share with clients. It, that it is. It's amazing. It'd be something definitely to add to your arsenal, you know, just like Reiki and other, you know, hypnotherapy, other different type of modalities. That laugh yoga is is really is really interesting. I don't even know who who came up with that, but it was a great idea. What are um what's your guilty pleasure? What is something that you know you just when nobody's watching or you know something you like to eat? What is one of your guilty pleasures? Um, so when it comes to food, I'm a pizza girl. Oh, I think pizza should be a food group. So if I have <laughs> The, if I have the option, I would probably, yeah. Um, but I like to read. If I have time where it's not committed to anything, I'll just I either sit and just read a book or sit and look out the window or sit outside, just quiet. It's that gaze. Yeah. Uh, uh, people will say, when you're working at the computer all the time, you're so close to it. They'll always say, just look away. Look as far away as you possibly can. Let your eyes reset, readjust. It's a calming. Give us one or two acupuncture or acupressure tips that we can take with us. Um, ear massage. Oh, I know stressed out or you just need a create a burst of creativity you're feeling a little stagnant or stuck just massage your whole ears every acupuncture every part of the body is mapped onto the ears it's it's miraculous mm -hmm. it, it's, um they they link it to the development of like embryo theory how all those cells, you start with two and then they go to four and when they double and then they obviously move around so that in some part of that mapping, every part of the body's mapped on the ears. So good ear massage mm. is a great stress reliever, um, relaxer, as well as really sort of can shift the dial with um, creative thinking. And then not so much uh, acupuncture specific um bre breathing 
Mm. We often lock ourselves into a state of stress because we breathe really shallow. And I probably can't even count how many times as a young female, I heard like suck in your stomach, like keep everything, your waist has to be nice and trim. And so we've sabotaged ourselves in terms of breathing because when you're sucking in your gut, you're to have that nice flat tummy, your diaphragm is not in a position, it's it's contracted, it, it won't relax and enable your lungs to get a full breath. That's right. very good. Yeah, that's very, very important. I tell people all the time, the breath was our creator's very first gift. And when you are stressed, you're told to breathe. When you're having a baby, you're told to breathe. When you are full of anxiety, you're told to breathe. When you are out of breath, they tell you to catch your breath. <laughs> the breath is your life source. Thank you so much for being here on the edge with us today, Brooke Ingram. I really appreciate you and value you as an acupuncture, as a human being, and as a nurse. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you. I don't know if you have like any current offerings or something that you're doing online. You can share that as well. Well, thank you, April. I'll start with deep gratitude for you having me on your program as well as all the, the work you do and bringing visibility to, to people like me. I currently have two practices locally in the, the area and my website is healingwithacuacu.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, not quite as active on Instagram, but every everywhere I show up as at Brooke Ingram RN. So people can find me on Facebook and uh, other social media. I'm also on building some content on YouTube. Um, I'm working on a online offering I do do quite a bit of still the acupressure, the guided imagery, and some breath work for clients that aren't able to come into the office or need something in between appointments. So that's always an option and people can find um, my phone number and uh, scheduling information on my website. Well, I'm definitely going to post that show notes. Brains know that if she's currently working on an offering, we're going to rerun this interview on different platforms and we're going to put all of the information at the bottom, the show notes of what is going on, because I want you to be educated and informed. That's the difference. You need to know. You don't know what you don't know. You can't get better if you don't know. And there are a lot of alternative options. There are a lot of choices that also may complement what you're currently doing. But remember to breathe, plenty of water, good sleep, and try to be a kind person. Thank you so much, Brooke. You are the best. Brains, I need you to go like, love, share, and subscribe. Like, love, share, and subscribe here on The Edge. And follow Brooke. You might learn something. Bye, Brains. Bye, Brooke. Bye, April. Thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.